And Jesus starts off with the, the Beatitudes, which is, which is very significant. So I'm going to reflect on that today. And if we're going to uh, understand the Beatitudes or in, internalize them and, and live them out, you know, we're going to need, uh, we're going to need God's help on that. And I, I think uh, uh, one of the virtues that's pointed out in the first reading that's very necessary is humility, because humility brings us to this point of openness to God's grace. Then he can do our, his work inside of us. And there's one of the saints of our tradition who had great insight into this, because at one time in his life, he was very arrogant, very self-centered, St. Augustine. And then he had a kind of a powerful conversion, and, and things changed for him, and he, uh, he saw things more clearly. And he had this to say about uh, the virtue of humility, and I think it's a great insight. He said, it was spiritual pride that caused the fall of man and woman in the Garden of Eden. If you ask me, what are, what are the ways back into God's grace, I would tell you the first is humility, the second is humility, and the third is humility. So he's obviously make, he's making a point there, but that's the, that creates the, uh, the, 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 the avenue, if you will, for God to really bring us where we need to be. And he, he alludes to the, the Garden of Eden and the fall of man and woman, and we're familiar with that from, from Genesis where they're told not to partake of the fruit of a particular tree, and they're told to obey. But what, what happens? The serpent slithers on the scene. He's the, the embodiment of evil and says to them, don't worry about it. You can be like gods yourselves. You don't, you, you don't need to obey. And, and, you know, and they fall for it. And we, you know, we call that original sin, and we're, we're all impacted by it. And uh, the remedy, again, is going to be what, what, what Jesus brings. That's why we, why, why we need a savior. But the, uh, that's why uh, the, the humble heart is so important. You know, we've all uh, heard the term ego before, and someone could have a big ego, be very egotistical. I heard a speaker one time was talking about the, that word ego being an acronym for E-G-O, which he, he describes as kind of edging God out. It's kind of pushing God to the side and plopping the self right in the center of the universe. And uh, that's a problem because uh, when, when we're at the center, there's always going to be some disorder and unbalance in our lives. It's because we're, we're just not meant to be there. And the key to health and the spiritual journey is allowing the Lord to be right at the center. And that sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? But boy, there's a, there's a lot of temptations, you know, because I, I think sometimes the evil one works us over just like at the beginning. You, you don't need to listen to any of that stuff. You know, you, 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 can, be, you can be at the center of it all. And with the, the first beatitude, I think it's, I think it's the, probably the most important one, and it's very much connected to this virtue of humility. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs will be the kingdom of God. What is poverty of spirit? What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means to have a, a, a deep abiding awareness of the need for God's presence in our lives. And because uh, we can so, so easily forget and kind of, kind of push him to the side, but knowing our, our need for that. Because if we're going to live out any of the other Beatitudes, you know, that's, that's, we, we, we need that, that, that poverty of spirit. And, and some of the great uh, spiritual masters of our tradition, they talk about the importance, they, they talk about attachment and detachment. There's a healthy spiritual detachment. And uh, that may sound a little strange. Almost sounds like we, we'd be uncaring or uninvolved, but it's not that at all. It's just that some of the things we can get attached to in life can, uh, you know, really, it's, it's making, making some possession, something, some title, some honor, some, you know, some ego type thing at the center. 
And uh, you know, the more we get uh, detached from that and kind of wear lightly the things of this world, because you get down to it, every, everything's passing, everything we have, you know, any title, you know, it's, ultimately it's all passing. And so I, I think the Lord wants us to be engaged and involved and give it 100%, but always to remember that uh, the more we are attached to him, the other things in our life are going to be in their proper balance and perspective. You know, Jesus also said in, the, in a couple of these Beatitudes that suffering is going to be part of the journey from time to time. The cross, he says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Blessed are you when they insult you on account of me. Rejoice and be glad. So sometimes, you know, the, you know, the cross is going to be there. But the, the good news of our faith is that God, he can even take suffering times and bring about something good. He can even take sin and transform that into something good. Because he, and with, you think about the blessed are those who mourn. No one likes to experience loss. And I would imagine most of us here, we've had a loved one, someone very close to us who has passed. And it's, it's, a pain, it's a painful thing. But what the Lord can do through his grace is he can kind of transform that, that suffering or that loss into a deeper compassion, into wisdom. Have you noticed that when someone is going through something that you've gone through and maybe you've healed up, you're better able to respond to them in compassion and wisdom and, and really to help another person. That's how the Lord can take those sufferings. So even when you look at the crucifix, I mean, from, it looks kind of, uh, on the surface, almost like a hopeless image, but we, we know Jesus is risen and he can take those parts of our life where there's, there is that, that suffering to the cross and he can transform it into something good. That's why, we, that's why we always have hope. And he alludes to it with a couple of the other Beatitudes. A few other ones I want to just reflect on a little bit here. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be, they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. What about merciful? You know, we... We all probably struggle. I think this is the hardest part of the gospel message to live out is this whole area of like forgiveness and how we do that. But there's, it's, it's pretty easy to hang on to grudges, isn't it? You know, and resentments. We can just kind of hug those tightly. And it's very, very difficult sometimes to move in the direction of letting go or, or, or forgiveness. And, uh, you know, the more we know the mercy of God in our lives, the more he strengthens us to be merciful or to be uh, about the work of reconciliation or about forgiveness. And uh, that's where we, again, humility is very important because we realize we need mercy and then we're more strengthened to, to extend that. He says, blessed are the clean of heart. You know, the, uh, I, I think the evil one works on us to kind of get us off the path. And that we, we all know the, the, you know, the value of our, the electronics in our lives and we, you know, with communication and just the information and knowledge we can gain from the internet and just, you know, the, all, all of that. But, uh, you know, there's also a lot of uh, impurity connected with, uh, with electronics. And uh, we have to be really, really careful there because the, uh, you know, the it stuff kind of gets inside of us and uh, can impact our attitude, how we, how we kind of look out and, uh, you know, the problem of, uh, in our world, there's, there's a lot of vulgarity and profanity and just a lot of instances of uh, impurity. And, you know, it, it, it's so prevalent, we can just kind of get used to it. And just, you know, it's, uh, uh, 
maybe not even be shocked sometimes at, at things. So, but the Lord, I think he desires for us to have a, have a clean heart, a pure heart. And again, we're going to need his, his grace to go in that direction. And then blessed are the, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. And uh, in our world, we know there's a lot of violence. And uh, just reading kind of the news, even in, like in our area, I mean, it's, it's not too far away sometimes. And, you know, what, what gets into people where they can, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's the reason why we have one of the commandments, thou shall not kill. But the, maybe not even going to that extreme, but... Boy, the different uh, ways that violence can be expressed and, uh, and, and, and carnage relationally. You know, we, uh, we've got, uh, we got free will and we, we have the freedom, each one of us, we can be an instrument of God's peace, St. Francis, or we can be instruments of conflict, division, even, even, even violence. And so we, we have to allow the Lord to bring us his peace so that we can live that. And it's, it's, I don't think it's just out there in the world. You know, even, even in family life sometimes, sometimes we, uh, you know, we, we, need, we need to live it out really close to home too. So my brothers and sisters, we, uh, we hear the Beatitudes and they sound very poetic and very nice. But this is where you really get into the, uh, into the detail, living the, live the Christian life. So let's, uh, as we receive the Eucharist today, let's ask the Lord to give us uh, his grace and also that virtue of humility in a deeper way. Because then we know we need to allow the Lord always to be on the throne, the throne of our heart and soul. And that's the pathway for a well-ordered Christian life, a balanced life in the Lord. So let us ask for that grace as we receive the Eucharist today. <laughs>